Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigarito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. It's Dr. Zamp from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician, Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football. Or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. And it's a big show for you today as uh, the Miami Dolphins, once again, the talk of the football world. Uh, You may have thought that uh, the Dolphins beating the New England Patriots uh, and sweeping them for the season uh, would have been the story as the Dolphins uh, defeat them uh, pretty handily, 33-24, and bring their record to 9-8, and eight, uh, of course, uh, making that two winning seasons in a row, uh, although the Dolphins eliminated from the playoffs last week. Uh, so you would have thought that would have been the big story coming into today. Uh, and then, of course, we uh, talk about the, uh, the timeout heard around the world uh, in last night's game. And, of course, we're going to get to all that. But the Miami Dolphins shocked the football world, at least Stephen Ross did today, as uh, Brian Flores fired as the Miami Dolphins head coach after three seasons. So uh, certainly a shock. Now, there's been turmoil in this organization, and there's been, I don't want to say up and downs, because it's basically been a big down and a big up. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a really strange season, uh, which we've talked about all year. But I uh, don't think anybody really saw this one coming. Um, you know, it, this this was a very, very strange firing so uh we're going to start off there obviously and uh we will get into all the other stuff uh on our on our second break and so but uh but for right now um what we know is the miami dolphins have uh fired their head coach they've retained chris greer as their general manager and uh that's about what we know right now. Um, so obviously the Dolphins have a lot of decisions to make. Uh, Stephen Ross has, has come out and uh, just basically, you know, given the corporate statement that uh, this was, uh, you know, what he uh, thinks is best for the team. It's obvious there was dissension and differences throughout there. Um, and you know, we've we've discussed it, and you know, I've I've talked about the personnel part of this, and 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 how difficult you know Flores seems to be in different situations. But but um, that's you know that's neither here nor there. When you wake up after a victory like that, you don't expect it. Rich, I think personally, and we've we've talked about it, you know, with the 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 valleys and and the peaks and stuff like that. This might be the first firing that is not a results-oriented firing, if you will. Well, like I said three weeks ago, when we were talking about it, it was like Flores like runs the table as he coach of the year. Look, look how, how what difference a week, two weeks makes. 
you know, he dug himself the hole to begin with. So how much credit do you want to give him for digging himself out of the hole that he created? You know, it's like it's like you jumping off a cliff and then climbing up the side of the wall. You're going to get credit for climbing up the side of the wall? You know what I mean? I know what he you mean, but I think himself. you're missing the boat on this. I really don't think he was fired because of because uh, of what no, went on no, X's and O's on the field. I don't think. Yeah, no, I got. I know what you're saying. You're saying it's not a result thing. You, you, it's just, it's an internal thing, and I think you know we sensed that about him a long time ago. You no know, doubt. Like, I mean, we've we, talked you know, about it all like year. How, how we, yeah, how we were talking about how coaches just left for the same job somewhere else. You know, I also want to bring up. I've I've said this all year. And this is kind of indicative of what I've been saying, that Bill Belichick can get away with this, kind of the yeah, way he yeah. acts, because he right. wins, and, you know, he, he can get away with that. But every one of his disciples that has left the organization, everyone has had a personality conflict. Every one yeah. of them. Because you cannot act like Bill Belichick unless you have the Bill Belichick winning resume to back it up. I mean, you could start with Josh McDaniel. He was a good coach, but all the problems he had in Denver, that was personnel related. I mean, he right off the bat got in a huge thing. And I'm not saying he was wrong, but was you know, started with Brandon Marshall. Was he with Belichick before that, though, McDaniel? Yeah, that's where he came from. I mean, he came from there. He wasn't their offensive coordinator, but he, you know, he came from the Belichick tree, and then, you know, he he got in a I big fight with Brandon. I thought, I thought that the Belichick picked him up after that. He was with Belichick before that. Where Cleveland? I, I thought he was. If he wasn't, I don't know. I thought he was. I don't but, think uh, so. No, I think. Okay. I think Belichick took him after the fact. I don't think that's one of the guys. You know. But you're, you're okay. right on all the rest of them. Okay. Well, you well, then, all right, Rich. Well, let me skip you know, Denver. Charles, let me go Charles to Indianapolis. Well, well no, okay. wait, no, yeah. no, Charlie Weiss is not, no, Charlie Weiss never had a problem like that. You're really missing the boat. It's Belichick's guy. Charlie Weiss is not Belichick's guy. He's Bill Parcells' yeah, guy. Yeah, Parcells. Yeah, you're right. No, he right. is Parcells. He happened to work for yeah. Belichick and win rings, but he's Parcells' guy. I'm talking about the Belichick right. guys, the new Belichick guys. And if you want to say McDaniel wasn't with him in Denver before that, okay, but he was certainly there in Indianapolis when he went and did that whole fiasco. He certainly no, adapted right. the Belichick fiasco there. You go to, to, yeah. to Mangini. Mangini. You can't tell me Mangini didn't have this kind of attitude, right? You can't 100%. tell me that M- Matt Patricia goes Bill out to, to Detroit. I mean, he certainly yeah. has that problem. Uh, Bill O'Brien, I mean, you know, they, yep. Bill O'Brien won. And so they put up with it because he won. But the second he stopped winning, you know, then it becomes a different issue. And, and my point is, Brian Flores came in. You know, he's not the easiest guy to get along with. In fact, he's very difficult. He's got a tough personality. He clashed with, you know, with, with Greer, obviously, and obviously with the owner and with the quarterback. And, and it just ran its course to where I'm telling you, Rich, this is not a football firing. He did not get along with what they got in a fight. And he's going to be available, yeah. and he's going to be, you know, probably the most sought-after coach right now. Uh, but, you know, this is not because, I mean, listen, you don't, he swept the Patriots this year. I mean, you know, and he's 4-2 and two against them. I mean, not alone. You're talking about a guy who kept one of the worst coaches in football around year in and year out, and Adam Gase, because of his relationship. So there's no way this is because, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, it's strictly. Uh, 
I'm not, you know, you know, at one in seven, you know, you asked me if I wanted him fired, and you saw what my answer was. Right. You know, I said no because I don't think Russ has any clue who to bring in to make it better. So, you know, I'm not thrilled about this today. You know, I wasn't the big Flores guy in the world, but I'm just terrified who he's going to bring in. Well, the you know we'll go through some scenarios, but but uh, you know the first thing I guess we should address is the obvious here, and the obvious is the Jim Harbaugh thing again, right? So he comes out and he makes a statement now, uh, uh, a weird statement I might add. This is a weird statement because his statement is yes, I tried to get Harbaugh. He was offered this job once, and uh, there's you know there's no way I would hurt and pull him away from the Michigan football program. As you know, I'm a Michigan alum, and that's where my heart is, and I would never take him away from that. I mean, that in itself is kind of strange, only in the fact that you would think your first priority is the Miami Dolphins. First and foremost, that's your priority, you would think. And it obviously shows that... It never was, and it never will be. Never was, never will be. I mean, this is a guy who wants... Wanted to buy the Jets. They weren't available. I mean, you know, yeah. this this guy, you know, he, he's basically, you know, uh, not there more than he's there. I mean, it's just, you know, it was the team available. He, he did this. So so that's the first thing we should address is that he, he's addressed that already, which is kind of strange if you think about it. Because, I mean, that's the obvious, you know, uh, choice here that why he fired him. And a, unless that's a call to Harbaugh. If you want this job, it's yours. You have to quit Michigan first. Well, we both know that Jim Harbaugh is most likely not going to be at Michigan next year. He's probably going to be in another place, and it's probably going to be in the NFL. I told you I heard some rumors you know, last week that Chicago was a very, very possible stop for him. So yep. I think he's going somewhere. So like you said, I thought that too. So now, he doesn't want to pull him away. Well, what if he is already pulled away, right? Like, what if he, he leaves there and, you know, he's kind of floating? Then what? What does that mean then, you know? I mean, you would think that, you know, he's got a, uh, you know, a clear path down to Miami with a contract that would probably make both of us gag, right? Oh, yeah. And guess what? He might as well get an 11 by 14 or 16 by 20 in that Baskin-Robbins photo. Because you're going to see it every day anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, okay. So, so, you know, that's a possible scenario. Now, let's take let's take Ross at his face value and eliminate that for the time being. Um, there's not many people. Now, I've been thinking about this, and I'm like you. Like, listen, Brian Flores is a decent football coach. Brian Flores, the reason why Brian Flores is not in the playoffs is because of Brian Flores. He's his worst enemy. And what he did, I'm not changing my opinion. I've been saying it all week, all year. What he did with his quarterback is his own fault. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it's, it's no coincidence that the Dolphins' season turned around and their one in seven woes turned into a seven game winning streak after the trade deadline. And Deshaun Watson was no longer in the mix. It's no coincidence 100%. there. No. So I blame that on him. And he, he doesn't get along with, you know, he doesn't get along with any of his, his internal personnel. Well, he could have, I mean, he, he like, gave to a, you know, the, you know like, you know, his, uh, his endorsement, you know, going through all that. And he never did. He never stuck never up did. going through that. And, and that's the one thing I give credit for. And he, he, yeah. he never 
never, ever said anything nice about this kid, ever. You know, and that's why I give him credit. I really, I agree with what you say. As much, listen, Tua, Tua is a coin flip, and you know his play hasn't been there a lot of times, and and can it be? But the one thing you can't take away from this guy is I don't know any quarterbacks that would have been able to withstand what this kid had to go through. I know. I mean, none of them. I don't care who you pick. Yeah, none of them would be able to survive that and still play. So you know, that's an. Six touchdowns in two games with, like, an 80% completion ratio to quiet the noise. I mean, the guy had to, like, play through his hat, you know, in those two games. You know, and then coming in off the bench, you know, against the Ravens and beating them. I, you know, who's who's doing that? Yeah, I mean, you know, he uh, he certainly withstood a lot of stuff. You know, there's, there's no doubt about yep. it. Um, you know, I mean, as far as you go, X's and O's, you know, that's that's an area of concern. It's an area that we don't know. And I'm, I don't know what direction it is going to go forward in the future. But the one thing that I think he deserves is he deserves to have somebody who believes in him and who is an offensive mind and is surrounded by good coaches. You know, and I don't think he's ever had that. Yep. In his entire career, he's never had that. So, you know, maybe right. that's the reason why he struggled so much at times, you know. He's never had the one – he's never had the breakout game. That's always been on his shoulders. He's never had that. Um, and is he capable of that? I don't know. I think he is, but I don't know how consistently. So, we'll see how this goes, but the one area of yeah, interest that had, I he's certainly – never had the breakout game, but he's also never had – the hundred hundred percent stickeroo either. Yeah, he's never thrown for five picks or and, and just looked totally in that. Rich, you know, I don't think you go by five that. picks. I know you're bringing up the Chen, Chad Pennington stupid playoff game again. Uh, Rich, he's had some real stinkeroos. He's had some real stinkeroos. So to say he hasn't is stupid because that Tennessee game two weeks I ago a, was horrendous. I haven't seen a Jay Fiedler performance, and we had him for five years. I haven't seen no, anything but, like that. No, but he's had some really bad games. I mean, the Tennessee game was really yes. bad. Yes. You know, there's been some bad the games. The Jacksonville yes, game was, was really bad. bad. Yeah, the, the bad. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Right. The last year in, in Buffalo was bad. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that was bad. I got gotcha. you. But, you know, the reason no, why I don't care about that. I mean, everybody's going to have a bad game. You know, I don't care. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to bad games. You know, he's a young, he's a young kid. You know, I don't, I'm okay yeah. with that to a degree. You know, um, I'm just saying, like, you know, he's never had the big, he's never had the big game or the big win that he's needed to get over the top yet. Doesn't mean he can't do it. He just hasn't had it. But a lot of it, you know, has not been a supporting cast. So that's a big deal. It's a big deal for him. Um, so I yeah, don't know yeah, what the. You know, Understandably, like the games he's lost this year too, a lot of those three-point games, you know, he took the lead in Jacksonville, and then we gave it up. Yeah, but he threw the, he threw the, yes, yeah, but he made yeah, the huge interception to win the game. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, you can't take that away. That was, that was huge, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and the Tennessee game. I'm not putting I mean, it all that, in, though. Our defense, our defense was disgusting that game in, in London. Which game? The which London game? game, the Jacksonville game. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it takes two to tangle, of course. I'm not saying that the Dolphins didn't show up in London. I I got that. I mean, I'm not defending them in any way. I mean, I I know that was, you know, a very stupid ending to that game and all that, you know, but, uh, you know, the offense has been inept most of the year, Rich. It has. 
It just has. The Dolphin defense has been extraordinarily better than the offense has. That's unarguable. Uh, the Dolphin offense this year has been good. Whoa, 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 whoa. We've given up 500, 600 yards in defense sometimes, Matt, this year too. We've had some real buttes during the, during the stretch of that 1-7 thing. Look at those stats, you know. That has been pretty bad. The, the defense wasn't always stellar. It didn't start playing good until we started winning. You know, we've had to, we had to we were inept at the beginning of the year on defense. And it was drive after drive. I mean, how many times did you kick off the ball and start the game? You're losing seven nothing immediately. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I see what you're saying there, but you, you can't argue that the yeah, Dolphins are you know, just wasn't, this wasn't his all time great defense this year. So let's not be uh, let's no, not no, no, it's not. I'm not saying that though. But I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying that you know you have far more far more problems on the offensive side. The offense was really abysmal this year. Yeah, we have no it really was. Line, and we have the worst. We have the worst running game in the NFL, and we have no offensive line. You know, I you know, know you say that, but, but you've had a you've had a hundred yard rusher the last you know yeah, two three the last games. Three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I understand. So that. I mean, it's not like, the whole year we have the worst rushing offense in the league. We're yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. It is true. You're, it is no, true. No, it's not. Look it up. It's just no, not. 100%. We have the worst it's rushing just not. team in the it's league. We, you, we can take, you, you can take something and bring it to an area like I don't even know where. Like we, we have the worst rushing team in the league. It's a, it's, we're 32nd in rushing. Well, I guess the fact that we're talking about head coaches is out the window. But, okay, you want to you go there, so we'll go there. You're arguing with me that the Dolphins' offense is on par with the defense, which is statistically ranked in the top of the league. So, I mean, it's a, it's a ridiculous argument, Rich. And I'm not defending, like, saying that they're great on running or offensive line. They're, they're, I'm telling you they're abysmal. The, yeah, the Dolphins' offense has been stagnant. It's been very bad at times, horribly bad. There's no question about it. But, but I'm not blaming consistent. it all on Tua, like the rest of the world. No, no, I'm not either. I'm not blaming it all on Tua. But I'm just saying, like, all year, it's really been bad. Of course, it's been horrible. And you take the four games with Jacoby Brissett in there, it's been abysmal. I mean, you can't win with that guy. It's, been, it's a proven fact. I mean, he was inept. Yeah. I mean, those games were throwaway games. You you had no chance. That was like when we had one of the McNair brothers. Well, it wasn't the McNair. Well, McNabb. Remember that clown? Who do we have? Who's those Who's those brothers? We had, in like 2011 we had. We had the blonde hair one. Yeah, Cade. Cade. We we couldn't even. Cade. Yeah, McDowell. Yeah. We couldn't even get a first down with this guy. I mean, it was like, it was like you just had a lineup where you're going to punt from. Yeah. yeah. I understand what bad, what bad play is. You know, on the on the quarterback side, but you know, I mean, Brissett was was god awful. Yes, let's hope that we've uh, seen the last of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yes, the, there's no doubt about it. But you know, I mean, you're 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 talking about the offense. You know, you're not just talking yeah. about Tua. You're talking about the offense, and that all goes hand in hand with yeah. it. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying. I but, mean, I. Don't, if he doesn't play, I mean, if we if Tua played, didn't get hurt, we made the playoffs. That's my point. We would have won one of those games. Maybe, yeah. I I think you're probably right, but you know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factors. The the, the two games that you know come back to bite you. You know, he did play, 
So, but and I, I, yeah, I mean, the problems is too that I think one of the problems with, with Flores too is he was such a defensive-minded coach that he really had well, no clue what was going on on the other side of the ball, and that's why he had, you know, at times two offensive coordinators. Then we had a third one, I guess, right? Right. Six weeks. You know, you can't run a team like that. That's, that's just that's anarchy. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, he he is a defensive guy. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, I think the defense was a strong suit. That's what I'm saying. I think it was a strong suit. It's not like the 85 Bears, like you like to say. No, of course not. Nobody's saying that. But I think that, you know, because he was so defensive-oriented, you know, he was very, you know, uh, he shouldn't have been involved as much as he was maybe on offense, right? But he was, and he caused a lot of havoc. Well, you know, we never saw – you never saw like like the quarterback come over to him, you know, during a timeout. The quarterback coming over to him like if there was a bad player, or they, you know they just punted and come over and he never talked to him. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Forrest was he'd be barking something, but never would directly speak with the quarterback. If you noticed? No, and you've seen actually you've seen him really going off on Tua. I mean, he he went yeah, off on him last game, screaming yeah. at him. You know, so yeah. yeah I mean, uh, that's rough. Uh, it, it is. I mean, that that's definitely rough. You know, to see that. All right, hold that thought. Let's take a quick break. We'll continue this right after this break. When the autumn mist is drawing near, and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer. You'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello.
Miami Dolphins Legends Show. We got Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant coming at you. And uh, we will recap uh, the weekly events that took place. Just a reminder, you can catch us uh, on iTunes. Just go right to the iTunes store, get our latest uh, episodes brought right to your phone. And uh, you can send us any questions or comments, Show at yahoo.com as well. And, um, you know, we, uh, we usually uh, have the breakdown first week. So let me give you the breakdown of this Patriot game, which, which should have ended on somewhat of a high note. I mean, you, you, you have the Dolphins sweeping the New England Patriots, which is always something, you know, that, that you know. First time good. in 21 years. Yeah, is that right? 21 years? Yeah, yeah wow. 20 or 21, something like that, yeah. Wow, the entire Crazy, Brady right? era. The entire Brady yeah. era. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. And, and not even the, and not even the, um, the, the Wildcat year? When we won the division, no. we lost to them once. No, they beat they beat they beat us at home. They beat us remember at home. Remember the wow. Wildcat was a stickeroo. Remember we brought it out when we got home, and it was a stickeroo. No. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. They wow. beat us pretty good that day. Yeah, yeah. They figured it out pretty quick. <laughs> wow. Okay, so so here's your stat line: uh, two of fifteen for twenty-two. He had 109 yards. He had one touchdown, no picks. Uh, your leading rusher was Duke Johnson again. He had 25 for 117 and one touchdown. And it should be noted, Tua also had 38 yards on the ground, and including that one huge, uh, game-ending run. Yeah, two, yeah. yeah two, two big uh, third-down runs for him. Yeah. Uh, now, Durham Smythe, your leading receiver, uh, two, two receptions for 32 yards. Uh, Waddle had five for 27, but he had the one touchdown. Now, on the other side, Mac Jones was 20 for 30, had 261 yards. He had the one touchdown, but he did have the one pick, and that one pick was a pick six by Xavier Howard. Uh, so um, that was uh, a major. And uh, Brandon uh, Bolden, your uh, leading rusher for them, seven rushes for 46 yards, one TD. And Hunter Henry was their leading receiver. He had five catches for 86 yards and primarily at the end of that to get them uh, relatively back in there. So so that's basically how that game uh, went. And, uh, you know, that brings you to 9-8. and eight. It's your second winning season in a row, albeit you need an extra game to get there. Um and then you know, I guess the you know after three years, the biggest flaw being that he uh, you know out of uh, shut out of the playoffs again. Now, Rich, if you would have told me coming into this year you're going to sweep the Patriots and you're going to sweep the Jets, I would have thought not only were they going to you know make the playoffs, I would have thought you have a real good shot at winning the division. And then if you told me that the Buffalo Bills were only going to have 11 wins in their 17-game season, I would almost guarantee right. you win this division. That's the kind yeah, of year it's crazy. been. It really I is. Know. I mean, you, know, you know how I was going to start? I, Pat, I swear, I was going to start the show out today, like half joking, but I was going to say a year from now we'll be talking about how Brian, Brian Flores gets fired. <laughs> Black Monday. I was going to start the show like that, and then I wake up to him being gone. <laughs> how weird is that, right? Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, we don't that usually is... get blindsided by this team, but that was a blindside. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I think that I think they had words. I, I you know it hasn't come out. I think they had yeah, private you, you, words. What do you think? You, you think you think that Ross, like at that game yesterday, decided it, or you think it was decided like on the nope. spot today? Yeah, I think, I think they had words. Happened. 
Okay. Yeah, I think they had right. words. I think there was some private thing. I think it was tossed about. I think that this Harbaugh situation <laughs> was definitely on his mind, no matter what he says. I think it's on his mind. I Dude. still think it, it's absolutely something that I got a crazy scenario, too. <laughs> Are you ready for this one? Go ahead. Right. And it's not really a prediction, but I don't know. Been a lot of weird talk lately that like Saban leaves and goes comes back. Really, that I hadn't heard. That that I hadn't yeah, heard. Like 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 he wins this one tonight. That he feels that he you know left them horribly, and you know left them on a lurch, and you know he did what he wanted to do in college, and he wants to fix that now. Wow, and now that I hadn't heard, and if he comes back and does that, that will be. And two, obviously, his quarterback. I mean, that that's something that's that saying, it's yeah. almost like a movie yeah. written. I I hadn't heard uh-huh. that. Um, uh, <laughs> well, um, let me say this. I I think it's important that I say this as well. He has come out today. Stephen Ross has said, you know that. Deshaun Watson, he's like, we're not pursuing Deshaun Watson right now, that the new head coach will, you know, be in there. And they've said that he was Flores. He said that he said that it's Flores, you know, obviously who, uh, you know, loved uh, Deshaun Watson. And this goes on and on. Let me just say, it was Stephen Ross who jumped on yes. a plane to go meet Deshaun yep. Watson. He's the only owner that did that. So don't act like you had no interest in Deshaun Watson and this was just Brian Flores' thing. I mean, you jumped on a plane to meet with him in the middle of the season while your quarterback was to attack of and you went there and did that. It's been chaotic the whole year, so you can't exit yourself from that. It never never came out and said, put it to rest. He hopped on a plane. That's my point. There's Yes, there's putting it to rest, and then there's hopping yeah. on a plane. I yes. mean, there are two 100%. different ends of the spectrum. Yep, yep. So, you know, yep. so don't act like this was something that was being tossed around that you want to know. I mean, that's just silly. That's just silly. Yep. Now, as far as, you know, uh, you know, what other scenarios as far as head coaching goes, you know, I thought about it. I mean, there's two names that come to mind to me. If the Harbaugh thing doesn't come to fruition, I hadn't heard anything about the Saban thing. That's about as movie-making as you can. I, 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 you know, at this stage of the guy's well, life, I don't know why you want to take that on. But I just, I was just, I just said, you know, look, that may be something that's out there. That's all. Right. You know? I think that the number one guy that comes to mind is Quinn. Go after Quinn. You know he's obviously he's a bona fide Super Bowl coach. The problem I have but, with you know, Quinn, my problem with Quinn is his defense. Yeah. Right. My problem I have with Quinn is that he's a defensive guy, and I really think that you know the offense seems to be where there's a problem. And uh, but you know then again that has to do with whether or not Tua would be Quinn's guy. So you don't know that. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go on there, um, you know, and, and you got to see how that plays out. Um, you don't know what's going to happen in Seattle. You know, Quinn has ties there. So you don't, you don't know how that would, 
would kind of play itself out, you know. But that's the one name yeah. that came to mind. And the second name that came to mind is Doug Peterson. And he's the guy that is a Super Bowl winning coach and, and not not necessarily one of the the great Super Bowl, you know, teams. I mean, he kind of brought that team that wasn't expected to win a Super Bowl. So, um, you know, you got to kind of give some credit there. Uh, and he's a quarterback guy. I think there's one reason that may not happen is Peterson is he left the Eagles very badly. We have a real weird, 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 weird relationship with the Eagles. Yeah. So you think they'd be afraid of stepping on toes to hire him? It's that it's that tight that relationship. Well, I know you, it's bizarre. Well, you, it seems like that. You know, it, it does. Just, it just seems to me they would never like hire somebody they got rid of badly because you know they would they would bad mouth them to them and they wouldn't touch them. You know what I mean? I don't wow. think it would happen. Wow. The Bears play the <laughs> to interview Doug Peterson for head coach position this week. Is that right? Came across the bottom. Is that came right? Across the bottom of the screen. I swear. <laughs> and Dan Quinn's going to interview with the Broncos. <laughs> you know. You know what? Is that right with the Broncos? Yeah. 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 Yep. You know, first thing that came to mind when you said that with the Bears is Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's insane, right? But he's still there. Yeah, he's there. Uh, yeah, now where's Brian Flores? I mean, Brian Flores is at the top of the list of being hired. It's just a matter of whether or not he's going to take a quick job. Do you take a – if you're Flores, do you take a quick job or do you wait it out? Because, you know, I'll tell you what. You know what seems like the number one place for me? For him? Denver? No, the Texans. Because you love Deshaun Watson so much. Deshaun Watson really loves Brian Flores. Is that Coach Cup? What's that? That Coach Cup fired? I don't know if he's officially fired. I don't know. I don't know. He's only been there a year, too, you know. That's the name that comes to mind for me. He loves Deshaun Watson. Yeah, no, I got you. But is that guy, like I said, is that guy gone? I don't think he is. I don't know if he's gone. Pretty sure he didn't get fired. You, you know, okay, you know, hire this guy after this year with the debacle that was over there. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. You know. Well, well, what was he now? He's he, he took. How did he get him? They took him. Uh, uh, was he an interim and then? No, no, he was hire. Hire from he's been in the league after a real the long time. O, O'Brien yeah, after they. Uh huh. I mean, hey, look, who knows? You know, I don't know. You know, maybe you're no, right. No, I don't know you either. Know, I mean, just yeah, yeah. They said the Broncos are gonna probably bring him in too. Well, like, I, yeah, I mean, I'm I sure can quite see a lot of these teams. I'm sure quite a lot of these teams by surprise when they were firing their people. At, oh yeah, that floor oh, absolutely. There, you know, oh, without a doubt. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, you you know, what to, do you I think you? I think you would have to strike the strike while the iron's hot if you're him. You know? I don't I don't think you take any job, but I think you pretty good ones available this year. Yeah, I mean the Vikings, the Bears, the, the Yeah, the there's Bronco. some very good ones available. Yeah, it's, it's not like in past available, years. You know? And and no. but, it's really the the really bad teams, like the top five worst teams are pretty solidified with their coaches, if you think about it. I I I guess you know, I'm in the minority, but I think that I think the Jaguars is more appealing to me than other than other teams. 
Well, because they have, I really they, do. They have, they should have the, because they should have their franchise quarterback in in place. And that's a tough, and that's a very tough thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And they have the number one again this year. You know, that's just, that, you know, so when you look at Denver, and I know that everybody's saying Denver is the most appealing job out there, but they don't have a quarterback. And they haven't had a quarterback. So, you know, it is an appealing job if you can get yourself a franchise quarterback. And everybody seems to think that Aaron Rodgers is destined to go there. But, you know, we both don't think that he is. You know, we both think that, you know, he's probably going to remain in Green Bay. I think there's a good chance that, you know, this may be his final year. You know, there's a lot of factors at stake before he picks up and flies out to Denver. I mean, you know. So, uh, I don't know. That job's a little, you know, iffy. Um, well, I think it's it's big because of what they've done in their history. It's a it's a it's a big city, and it's a also it's probably a lot more money than we make somewhere else like Jacksonville, right? Wouldn't you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, they they laid out the red carpet for Urban Meyer financially. Is that still like the, that that that's still the case? So if that's the case, I, I mean, the, the the Chicago Bears seem like that. I think they're one of the cheapest organizations in football. So does that mean whoever takes that oh, job is going to get? A coaching like a salary that's going to be like less on par. No, the Bears, than... the Bears aren't going to give you. No, the one, one thing the Bears give you is job security because they're too cheap to fire you. So you, you'll get the, you'll get that job which, for your full length of the contract, probably. Which ironically, I thought Nagy kind of got a bad rep because I felt you know, like, I mean this guy was coach of the year. Of the year. He was coach yeah. of the year. You know, he had another yeah. winning season. I mean, and then, you know, but, he had an up, uh, upright, Parky hit in the upright. Well, he, did, um, you know, he did, well, yes, Parky hit the upright, but he also drafted and endorsed bringing in Travinsky, and that was his downfall. You know, he swift on the quarterback, you know, and and that cost well, him well, his well, job. Why, we, why do you say that, that, though? I mean, they fired their GM. Why do you say that was Nagy? Well, because Nagy wanted him. That was that was, uh, you know, he endorsed getting him, and he wanted him. You know, it wasn't like he was against Stravinsky, and you know, that was his guy. That's what. That's one of the reasons he didn't survive. Hmm. And that's just, it's far removed too. I mean, and they made you know the obvious moves now, and they have a young quarterback. I mean, that's a strange thing. If that's the reason why he was fired, because yeah. of Mitch Trubisky. That's really bizarre. Well, I'm saying that was the downfall. That's why. That's why he went from coach of the year to, you know, to where he was. You know, yeah. and also, you know, they they were a mess this year too. You know. Yeah, they 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 had they had some bad times. There's no doubt. But uh, yeah, all right, all right. Well, there was a timeout heard uh, around the world last night, and we're gonna go over uh, all the scenarios, and I have the playoff schedule. So we're right back after this, and we'll talk about this coming weekend's wild card games. Second and nine and throwing sideline, and he has the record. Irving Flyer on the catch. San Marino has now thrown for more yards than anyone else in the history of the National Football League. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to the Pacatello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. 
For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Miami Dolphins Legends show. You got Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant, taking you through the home stretch, and uh, we're going to go over uh, the wild card games because this was obviously a, a crazy weekend of football. Um, Dolphins took up a lot of the news by uh, this morning's news, obviously with Brian Flores, but um, the play on the field was bizarre as well as we watched the Dolphins uh, win their game, but we. We saw teams that they had beaten uh, still in the hunt with the Dolphins completely out of it, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers um, find themselves looking in on a playoff spot with the only way out being a tie between the San Diego LA Chargers and the uh, Oakland Raiders last night. And don't you know, it comes right down to it uh, with uh, a minute and change left on the clock and – Brandon Staley calls a timeout with, with 40 seconds or less than that and, uh, and, and changes the entire complexion. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, I still don't understand it. It's bizarre because it looked like the Raiders were extremely content to, at the very yeah, least, yeah. run the ball and yeah, let that clock go down and then, you know, depending on what they did, uh, just let it run out. Derek Carr even said that it completely changed their 
game plan, and it was almost like you're calling a timeout. All right, well, you know what? Then, then we're gonna we're gonna go for this, and we're gonna kick the field goal. And he says Staley said that the reason he called the timeout was because they were gonna run the ball, and he wanted to change his personnel uh, to a, a, a power run stopping defense. And boy, whatever you put in there, you let up 15 yards on the next run. So uh, that was ridiculous. And sure enough, they wound up kicking a field goal. I mean, Rich, have you ever seen anything like that in your life? That coach would drive me crazy. I wouldn't be able to take him for five minutes. No, I wouldn't either. He goes for every fourth down, every fourth down, every two-point conversion. How about the one on his 15-yard line? Bizarre. Third quarter. Bizarre. What do you think? He coaches like he's at Utah State. (laughs) I said I wouldn't do that if I was playing Sega. I wouldn't go for it. My old 15. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You got to be out of your mind. You know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're right. I, I, it's bizarre. I couldn't put up with it either. That would drive me yeah. crazy. And so, uh, yeah, not, not for nothing. The kid looks like he's twelve. I mean, it looks, yeah. it looks like it's a bad Hollywood movie. Like uh, he looks like he's twelve, and he looks like he's twelve, and his quarterback looks like he's fourteen. So they go hand in hand. They make a movie where the kid was managing the major leagues when he was like, uh, (laughs) with the twins or something, right? Managing the team, he's like (laughs) twelve. I mean, Rich, is it it a fireable offense? Is it a fireable offense? (laughs) I I don't know if I would have let him back on the plane. So you would fire him? I would have yesterday. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have dealt with that. I mean. You were in the playoffs, and he calls the timeout. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be crazy. I think they were. Yeah. I mean, this is the way I thought it was going to go down. This is this is the way I took the whole situation. I took the situation with they were kind of feeling each other out, like watching this yeah. clock run down and saying, you yeah. know that if it's a tie, we both go to playoffs, right? And they were saying, yeah. Right. And so now it's at two minutes, and there's a two-minute warning. Now it's at 158. We're going to run the ball again. Now it's at 138. So yeah. what are we doing here? We're just going to let it run, right? And they're both looking at each other, and then it goes down to 38 seconds or whatever it is. And I think that, that they're kind of in that shotgun formation. So they're, they're, they're not going to take a knee, but they're, you know, they're kind of content with, like, running the ball here, and we're just going to run it another time, and then we're going to bring it down to like two seconds and you know it was bizarre and and then the timeout yeah. comes so i thought yeah. they were going to run the ball again if they didn't get the first down i think that they would have went on fourth down to to try to just run the clock out that's what i think they would have done and me too and when he called the timeout they were like you know what he's screwing around with this thing and like he's trying to get the ball back and we're not going to deal with it yeah now, yeah now you can go home yeah. And yep. my mind, because, it, because these new overtime rules have me so crazy, I and I'm sitting that. here thinking, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, 38 seconds, okay, so if they get the field goal, they want to leave 30 seconds on the clock so that Herbert has a chance to go. And then I'm saying, wait a minute, we're in sudden oh, death now. Yeah, 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 that's what actually, is he doing? Yeah. What is this guy sport? doing? Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's no so sense. bizarre. And uh, you see, you know, I wish I... You see Herbert? Yeah. Did you read Herbert's lips? Yeah. yeah. You know? I wish I had a camera in the Pittsburgh Steeler homes. I tell you, I wish I had. A, I wish I had that. Did you see because, the guy stands? Yeah. I mean, I, I saw the guy who stands in Vegas, and he's got all—he's all Pittsburghed out, and he—he he was cursing up a storm. 
Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And they, and they get off the hook. I just like it. You know me. I the, the three teams in my division I hate the most, and and the fourth, which is a very close fourth, is is the Pittsburgh Steel organization. So to me, them sneaking in was was unbearable yesterday. I can't stand that. You know, we have to well, deal with listen, another Roethlisberger goodbye. You know, there is some good news here. Good news <laughs> is that the way that going this, to Kansas City kind of matched up. No, the good news is that the Patriots now are going to Buffalo. Yes. So that's yeah. what changed. Rather than the Patriots going to Cincinnati, yeah. uh, then now they're going to go to Buffalo. So that's actually the matchup that you really want, especially as a Dolphin fan. So let me, let me give you the breakdown of how this is going to go now. The first game on Saturday is going to be the Raiders, and they're going to Cincinnati. And they're going there. It's a 435 game. That's what's going to kick off Saturday uh, in the playoffs right. of 2021. So, um, you know, that that's uh, obviously – uh, a game with a lot of history there, and you know we'll we'll see um, how that plays out. But then at eight o'clock, eight fifteen, actually on Saturday night, you got a marquee matchup now as the Patriots go to Buffalo. So you know one of them's going home. So that that's you know a very a very nice thing to at least put in your cap. Uh, one of them's going to be yeah. on after this game, and uh, and I'm also interested to see how this plays out because the Dolphins. They really did a manhandled the New England Patriots. I mean, they really did. I mean, this was a game. I mean, you thought it was going to go completely the opposite way last week. I mean, this was a surprise in a sense that they really dominated them, and they dominated them all through Flores' career, really. I mean, three years, yeah. they're four and two. And, I know. You know, so, you know, that's something that you can't just overlook. And, uh, no, but you know, number just, 12 isn't there anymore either, remember? Oh, I understand that. But, you know, you, you, you still can't overlook the fact that, um, you know, that they had success against the team that, you know, was the stickler in your division. And it's just, it's just upsetting that uh, you do that and because you laid such an egg in, ten, in Tennessee, you, had, you know, you, you couldn't try to get into this thing. But... Yeah, it's it's sticks that were one and seven. I mean, that's the basic thing. I mean, you know, who would ever think we were talking about playoffs after that? It was a, it was an incredible you know turnaround after that. But you know, when you're one and seven, you have the room for error. And the error was Tennessee you played a better team in a bad weather situation. That you know, you're not going to win them all. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So okay. You know. No, you're right. So Sunday now, uh, Sunday the early game is going to be uh, the uh, Eagles going to play Brady and the Buccaneers in Tampa. That's your first game on Sunday. And uh, yeah, it's weird. It's all it's like it's all AFC on Saturday, and then all NFC yeah. on on Sunday. It's very strange. Well, not, that way that not necessarily because the second game is a 4:30 game, which is San Francisco at Dallas, but sa- Sunday night now. At eight fifteen is the Steelers Chiefs. Okay. So you got a triple header on Sunday, and then next and then Monday you yeah. have the Cardinals going to the Rams. Right. So eight fifteen. So you got a lot of, a lot of interesting football going to take place. This is going to be, you know, it's going to be an interesting postseason in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. I think it's hard it to is. Some, the Eagles may give Tampa all they can handle. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. They're a very strange team. Yeah, you think so, huh? 
Yeah, very strange team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing it, but I'm really it's interested not a good to see if that does Because, you know, they, they, they have a good pass rush, and, you know, that could be a very tough hmm. game for them. Really? And what else you mm-hmm. see? You see any other uh, strange things taking place? Well, I, like I said, I, I don't think uh, the Steelers have a shot. I, I think they can't sit and kill them. I mean, that's the highest point spread of the weekend. Right. Um, I think the other good game is the, which is a toss-up, I think. I think the Cardinals and the Rams right now. And I don't think either one of them is playing that great, but I think that's going to be a very back-and-forth game. You know, that could be whoever gets the ball last wins that one. Right. Um, you know, the Bills, the Bills-Patriot game, I have no clue. I wouldn't be able to tell you who's winning that game, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you. Uh, I think Buffalo should be able to repeat what they did. And after, but you're right. I mean, this is going to be real interesting if the Patriots then show up and uh, and give them a, a real hard time up there. So yeah. I'm kind of interested to watch these things. I really am. I'm interested. I'm interested to watch the Dallas game too. I wonder if they show yeah. up or not. Me too. Me Dallas too. They can't afford. They can't afford to go away quietly. Dak Prescott no. and Marquette, they need to. They need to at least win this playoff game. They can't afford yeah. to lose to the Forty ers at home. No. They really can't. But uh, it, it definitely could happen. No, of course. Of course, it's Dallas. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> and there's nothing they can do about it either. I mean, it's not like you're going to get rid of Dak Prescott next year. You're paying him forty. No, and I wouldn't. I mean, the guy's guy had an unbelievable year. I mean, this guy just, yeah. I he shocked me how good he is. Like I didn't expect him to have this kind of season. I mean, he's his comeback player of the year for sure. You know, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, there's, he's there's something wrong with this team though. This Cowboy team, yeah, should be much better. I mean, they they should cruise through that NFC East like you know, like a hot knife through butter, and they don't. It's very weird. Yeah, but yeah. this this year they kind of did though. This year they kind of did. I mean, to be quite honest with you, you know, this they won eleven, 11 they, they this were, year. They were in dog fights. They were in dog fights with Washington in those games. You know, they they didn't dominate yeah. like they should have. They went twelve and five this year, Rich. Though. Okay. I mean, they went 12 and 5. They won the division by three games. So I know what you're saying because yeah. they've done it every year. But this year, you gotta kind of at least say, okay, you, you took control of the division this year. You won it by three games, you know. But like I said, though, you know, this team has to do something in the playoffs. They have to at least show up at home for this wild yeah. card game. You know. But uh, yeah, I don't know if they do that. I don't know. No, I don't know that they do either. I'm not saying they're gonna. I'm not saying they're gonna. But, uh, and but the, we'll Raiders, see. the Raiders, Cincinnati. I mean, I I can't imagine the Raiders, you know, being involved in that game at all. Yeah. You know, I, I think know. Cincinnati should be able to uh-huh. take care of them. You know. Derek Carr playing very well now again too. Will he get the contract? That's going to be interesting to see. Are they finally going to lock him up? On a sad note today, we lost Don Maynard yes. today. Absolutely. Super Bowl three. Don Maynard, Joe Namath's uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver. We lost him today. You know how he ended up with the Jets? He was he was um he was on the New York Giants and he got he got waived after training camp and uh slinging Sammy Baugh, my old friend, was the first coach of the Jets after the Titans and of course they're both from Texas. He brought in Don Maynard. Fantastic. 
Only here, my friends. That's yep. great. That's a great story. Yeah. And on that note, we'll see you next week and should have another exciting week to talk about. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Top of Pleasant Show. Westbound Road, right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own voice Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power off Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew 